Hey, what's up? Welcome back to the Sports Bay Hour Podcast. This is Matthew Schwab. And uh, Ethan Schapp. And this is going to be our Week 9 Reactions. Alright, so the first game we're going to be talking about is the New England Patriots at the Baltimore Ravens. And this game... This game was momentous. This was this was the biggest game of the season for the Ravens. This was the true test of whether or not they are a legit team. And I think that I think that they're a legit team. Lamar Lamar came in and he took a team that was seen as having one of the best, not the best, defenses in the NFL, with three players on that team in contention for Defensive Player of the Year. Tore them apart. He dropped 37 on the New England Patriots this year. I mean, if you look at the Patriots' stats before this week, if their offense had never set foot on the field, they would be 3-3-1. They would be a 500 team without an offense. And Lamar dropped 37 on them. If that's not putting your quarterback into MVP contention, top three, maybe even top two, I don't know what is, but this game was a huge, huge win for Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I think uh, this game really should put in perspective uh, the AFC um, like picture as a whole. Um, I think this is the first real team that the New England Patriots have played. They did play the Buffalo Bills, but this is the first team that uh, was above a 500 t- uh, football team last season. Um, the Ravens came out. They had a game plan. Uh, we were co- The Ravens were coming out with their bye week, and... John Harbaugh on his career is ten and two off bye weeks. Uh, they just came with a uh, clear, clear game plan. They wanted to u- utilize Lamar Jackson to the best of his abilities, and they went out there and did that. Um, Ravens to me made huge, uh, two huge mistakes. Cyrus Jones muffed a punt, and Ingram, uh, Mark Ingram, had a fumble inside the twenty-five that gave the Patriots the first uh, ten points of the game for free. Uh, but other than that, the Patriots really had nothing else going for them. They only scored 20 points, and the Ravens did um, two great things. They had 37 minutes in time of possession, and their last two drives in the fourth quarter were 8 minutes and 9 seconds and 9 minutes and 35 seconds. They kept they kept the uh, Brady off the field, especially in the fourth quarter when, uh, they needed the, when they needed to keep the lead. And the other thing was... Uh, the Ravens had four red zone, red zone trips against this Patriots defense that everyone thinks is so amazing, so great. They had four red zone trips and four touchdowns. They absolutely excelled on every aspect. The next game we're going to be talking about is the Minnesota Vikings against the Kansas City Chiefs. This was a huge win for the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, obviously in the absence of Patrick Mahomes. He's expected to come back either next week or the following week. And also a huge loss for the Vikings because the Vikings are in one of the toughest divisions in football right now. One loss can send them to the bottom of the division, while one win can send them to the top. Kansas City uh, looking to stand or looking to stay on top of their uh, respective division. Uh, Matt Moore came in, and you know what? He got the job done, going 25 for 35, 275 yards, touchdown, no interception. He was sacked five times for 45 yards, but he did have a quarterback rating of 103.9, which was a very good game. Kirk Cousins also, for what it is, he played very well. I mean, he had a 50% completion rate, which it's not the best. I mean, it's actually quite poor, but he had three touchdowns on a day, 220 yards, quarterback rating of 94.2. 
Dalvin Cook also had a very rare poor game this year. Only tw- only 71 yards off 21 carries, um, which was not like him. Yes, he did have four catches for 45 yards, but normally you see him putting up these 120, 130-yard games uh, with maybe 30 to 50 yards receiving. Damian Williams had a huge game. Uh, so did Tyree Kill. Tyree Kill one uh, had one touchdown off of six catches for 140 yards. Damian Williams, on the other hand, had 12 carries for 125 yards and a huge 91-yard touch run, touchdown run. Uh, this game was absolutely crucial for the Chiefs. They needed this win because they need to be in the best spot possible for when Patrick Mahomes come back, comes back so they're not fighting from behind. Yeah, for this game, like Schwab said, the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, it was a big win for them. Uh, they were able to go in there and win with a backup quarterback. And I have to do hats off to Andy Reid. Uh, he had Matt Moore prepared to run this offense to the best of his ability. Obviously, you won't have like the crazy out-of-the-pocket plays like Mahomes has. But he had him. He knew, he had Matt Moore ready to go, knew the plays, knew the playbook, executed them. Um, and with the AFC West being a a little bit closer than we thought with the Raiders actually had a 4-4 four and four record. Uh, this win, which elevated the Kansas City Chiefs to 6-3 instead of 5-4, and four, gives them another nice two-game two lead over the Raiders, and they're expect, he's expected to come back this week against the Tennessee Titans. The next game we're going to be talking about is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus Seattle Seahawks. This game, Russell Wilson returned to Russell Wilson form, and Jameis Winston actually didn't have a bad game, not in the slightest. Um, but Russell Wilson, 378 yards in the air, five touchdowns to no interceptions, a 133.7 quarterback rating. It's honestly becoming routine at this point for him. I mean, it's week in and week out, and the only team that's been able to stop him has been the Baltimore Ravens. But Russell Wilson, honestly, I think the MVP this year is going to come down to him and Lamar Jackson. Yes, I think Pat Mahomes will make a case, but with the time that he missed, that's going to hurt his chances, and it's going to hurt his chances a lot. Aaron Rodgers, I want him to win it, but I just can't see it. But I think that Russell Wilson has been playing absolutely lights out. Um, He is the focal point of that team. And, I mean, on the other hand, uh, I can't even give all the credit to him because Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf have had fantastic years. Uh, Chris Carson's also been solid. Uh, he's not my favorite running back. I think he is slightly underrated and underutilized at times for his ability. But Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, 13 catches, 152 yards, two touchdowns. And DK Metcalf, who is always a deep threat, six catches, 123 yards, and a touchdown, a long reception of 53 yards. Um, honestly, I... This Seattle offense has been fantastic this year. Their defense is still a little bit suspect, obviously letting Tampa Bay put up 34 on them. But there's not much you can do when Mike Evans ends up with 180 yards and a touchdown on the day. So this was a huge win for Seattle to, you know, bounce back. Um, They've kind of lost a little bit of momentum since Baltimore. But uh, this was a big win for them. Uh, yeah, um, my biggest takeaway with Russell Wilson is just playing on the next level. Like Schwab said, he's a front runner for the MVP. Um, 
they fell down. They were they fell down uh, fourteen very very uh, quickly against Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and he just keeps his composure and starts to bring his team back. Um, but like Tyler, uh, like Schwab said with uh, Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, they're both having exceptional uh, years, and Josh Gordon is now on the way and hopefully will play by next week, um, which will just give uh, Russell Wilson another huge uh, offensive threat. And I want to give a shout-out to Jameis Winston for not throwing a pick this week. But, of course, then he did have to go and fumble the ball. Next game we're going to be talking about is the Green Bay Packers versus the Los Angeles Chargers. I don't know what happened to Aaron Rodgers this week. I I genuinely don't know, but this game single-handedly put him out of that top three circle of MVP. It, it was last week. It was Lamar, Russell Wilson... And Aaron Rodgers, but and Deshaun Watson, and I and I would I would make an argument that you could sub out Lamar with either McCaffrey or Deshaun Watson, but now that Rodgers is out, it's for me it's Wilson, Jackson, and McCaffrey. Uh, Watson's been great, but that that's for a different game. Um, but Rodgers only one touchdown on the day, one hundred sixty-one yards, only twenty-three for thirty-five. Quarterback rating was one of his lowest of the year, 85.5. On the other hand, Phillip Rivers also didn't play well either. I mean, he put up yards and he had a better quarterback rating, but no touchdowns on the day for him either. It was more Melvin Gordon carrying the workload. Uh, 20 carries for 80 yards and two touchdowns on the day with Austin Eckler also following up with 12 for 70 yards. But this game was a very kind of slow-paced game and it w- it almost seemed as though the Chargers defense had kind of cracked the code to Aaron Rodgers in a sense they they completely and utterly stopped him he they made Aaron Rodgers look like a mortal mortal human uh, I want to give a shout out to Phil- Philip Rivers he uh, now leads the NFL in passing yards uh, I'm kind of really surprised by this uh, I know that he has weapons with like Hunter Henry and Keenan Allen but uh I just didn't think he'd be at the top of the passing yards uh, at week nine. And um, my biggest takeaway from this game was uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers offense. Um, they came out flat, struggled for the whole first half, putting up – it was they scored zero by the time of halftime, only scored one touchdown in the fourth quarter. And, uh, yeah, they were down by three possessions in the fourth. It's uh, embarrassing uh, for the Packers. Um, I uh, I think this, this, win, or this loss for the Packers will humble them a little bit. But moving forward – um, not really because of Rodgers, because of his lack of weapons. I have, I think the I think the Packers have a hard time beating the Saints and the 49ers when it comes down to playoff time. Uh, they're just missing pieces on the offensive side of the ball. Next game we're gonna be talking about is the San Francisco 49ers versus the Arizona Cardinals. Jimmy Garoppolo had the best game of his year, of this year, for him. Um, and Kyler Murray. I don't know what it is about Kyler Murray, but he is he is a millimeter away from having that just insane clutch gene in him. I mean, I the amount of games this year where he's been down two, three possessions at the start of the fourth quarter and has brought his team all the way back to within a field goal or even so much as one point, has been outstanding. It's more been on his defense not being able to close out that game. Kyler Murray 
has done it every week. He's brought his team back from the dead every week. I mean, I know, I know nobody's really been talking about rookie of the year yet. Um, but I think that he makes a very strong case. I mean, for me, I would give it to either Kyler Murray or Gardner Minshew or Nick Bosa, but Kyler Murray is the real deal. I mean, the past few weeks, he has looked absolutely fantastic. I mean, you watch him play, he does remind me, well, he plays similar to Lamar Jackson and also Michael Vick, but I think his biggest comparison is Randall Cunningham. He's he's more undersized than Cunningham, but he's got a cannon of an arm. He has some of the best pocket awareness I've seen in a young quarterback in a while. And he can scramble. I mean this I mean this boy can run. And when he throws that ball down the field, it it's always on target. He no he doesn't miss. I mean he went seventeen for twenty four. Uh, for 241 yards and two touchdowns with a quarterback rating of 130. And everybody was talking about Garoppolo throwing for 317 and four touchdowns with a quarterback rating of 136. I mean, Kyler Murray's putting up these types of numbers every week. And yet, he's not winning Rookie of the Week, but at the same time, I feel like he's making more of a lasting impact on his team than any other rookie in the NFL right now. The 49ers defense would still be the 49ers defense without Nick Bosa. They wouldn't be the top defense, but they would be top three. The Jacksonville Jaguars would still be a solid team, but not a great team without Gardner Minshew. But the Cardinals would not be playing like the Cardinals without Kyler Murray. And I know their record doesn't reflect it. These Cardinals are playing well. They're going out there and they're playing hard physical football. And they are playing well. And that's what I love about Kyler Murray is that he doesn't give up. Yeah, um, to go off what Travis was saying, Kyler Murray, uh, we do this podcast every single week. And every single week we talk about Kyler Murray, even though his team is only 3-5-1. and one, But for the simple fact that when it comes to the third and fourth quarter, He's playing on an eliteness with the best clutch quarterbacks in the league. And this man's in his rookie season. Every single week, he brings, like Schwab said, he brings his team back and puts them right there. And you can say, oh, like, oh, the record doesn't show it. Look at the record. <laughs> they have the Seahawks, the Rams, and the 49ers. All, all three of these teams, as of right now, still have a legitimate chance of making the playoffs. They have one of the hardest divisions to be in right now. Um, For... Uh, for also for the Cardinals, uh, they traded for Kenyon Drake, which I think was a huge, a huge, huge steal. They got him from the Dolphins. He's a very, he's a very, very underrated running back who's just been on a caught on a terrible team. He had 15 carries for 110 yards and uh, and a touchdown. Now for the 49ers, uh, like Rob said, Jimmy Garoppolo had his best game of the season. Uh, I want to highlight Emmanuel Sanders, who made his debut as a 49er. Uh, he had seven receptions for 112 yards, and he scored a touchdown. So. The 49ers as a whole, um, they're the only team that's still in a feed as of right now. They're 8-0. Um, as a team, this this team on every level, offense, defense, they, they're just they're just working. Kyle Shanahan has an amazing job putting them and getting this team ready to go. And honestly, I'm most impressed. Their defense is amazing. I'm most impressed with their offense because 
in my opinion, Jimmy Garoppolo and this offense is putting up high-scoring games and winning games, and he doesn't really have a Tier 1 great receiver. He has George Kittle, but like I'm talking about wide receiver. He's been working with Don, Dante Pettis and... Debo Samuel, they just did trade for Emmanuel Sanders, who is in the, the tail end of his career. So I just think that the job that Jimmy Garoppolo and Kyle Shanahan are doing, especially with their passing game, has just been really, really impressive. The next game we're going to be talking about is my favorite game of the week. The New York Jets versus the Miami Dolphins. Make it stop. Just, just make it stop. Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold, you need to retire. You you absolutely need to retire. There there is no excuse for this. I don't know if you were still seeing ghosts from last week when you threw five interceptions against New England, or I don't know if you're still being hyped up by Evan, saying that you're still worthy of being a starting quarterback. You are not worthy of being a starting quarterback in the NFL. You threw five interceptions, said that you were going to bounce back this week, and then lost to an lost to a team that is clearly tanking for the number one pick. I mean, the Dolphins aren't even trying to win. The Dolphins are trying to lose, and you still somehow manage to let them win. I mean, you threw an interception to the Dolphins. I can understand if it was a tip pass or a drop pass that that somehow magically ended up in the receiver's hands. No, it was a boneheaded play where you tried to scramble out of the pocket and then just threw it up in the air. It was one of the worst interceptions I've seen this season. And Sam Darnold is one of the worst quarterbacks. Actually, I would make a case that he is arguably the worst starting quarterback in the NFL right now. I would go with Mitch Trubisky. I would say Sam Darnold is significantly worse than Mitch Trubisky because Mitch, I mean, Sam Darnold, you look at the plays that this guy makes, I mean, I, I don't like Mitch Trubisky, but has Mitch Trubisky ever thrown five interceptions in a game? Has Mitch Trubisky ever lost to... Well, Sam Darnold had a QBR rating of 85.4, which isn't terrible. Yeah, but did Mitch Trubisky ever lose to an 0-7 team? That's clearly tanking for the number one pick. That we're talking about the same team that gave up an onside kick for a touchdown. The same team that blew a two-point conversion because they tried to go for the win instead of sending it to overtime and giving them a better chance. And they did that in back-to-back weeks two weeks ago. The team that got blown out 59-10 to in the season opener. We're talking about the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> Not only that, the Miami Dolphins... Minus Kenyon Drake. The Miami Dolphins. Minus Kenny Stills. This this Miami team is one of the worst teams I've ever seen play football. And Sam Darnold just lost to them. His quarterback rating says that he had an average game. But for playing a defense like Miami's, I could probably go out there and put up seven touchdowns on Miami's defense. I mean, I could probably get out there and set the single game passing touchdown and yards record on Miami's defense. 
Heck, I think Bill Belichick could if he really wanted to. That's how bad Miami is. I want to tell you one good thing for Miami. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, he uh, completed 24 out of his 36 pass, uh, pass attempts for 288 yards, three touchdowns, and um, zero interceptions. He averaged eight yards of throw. And uh, it was just, I'm, I'm a, I, I've always liked Ryan Fitzpatrick and I really hate on him. It was uh, just glad to see him actually uh, put together a uh, put together a complete game and um, not just be Fitz tragic. Showed a little bit of his Fitz magic uh, last week against the Jets. This was just a tragic game for Sam Donald and the Jets.